0: (laughs) To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States. Love is all that ever Even before I first wandered into the cab stand for an after-school job, I knew I wanted to be a part of them. It was there that I knew that I belonged. And to me, it meant being somebody in a neighborhood that was full of nobodies. They weren't like anybody else. I mean, they did whatever they wanted. They double-parked in front of a hydrant and nobody ever gave them a ticket. In the summer, when they played cards all night, nobody ever called the cops i forever be
1: a
2: beggar there you go all right good morning or afternoon depending on where you are it's still morning where i'm at it's probably just hitting afternoon where anthony is anthony what's going on what's going on box not much man and it's super early where tommy who just hung up is tommy said it was two in the morning there so i don't know where tommy went we'll get him back maybe but, if you guys have not figured it out, we are going to talk good Goodfellas.
3: Yes, yes, Hell yes. yes. Looking I'm, forward to this show. I,
2: I am too, man. I'm excited. Like I said, I've seen this movie a thousand fucking times. And I mean, we kind of brought this up when we were talking about Scorsese movies last week, too. So, you know, it was kind of brought up. Let me just make sure everything's cool here in the old chat room. There we go. Yep. And as billionaire Ted says based on the book Wise Guy
3: by uh, Nicholas Pelleggi. and that's actually an underrated book man and, and it, it literally the book is actually more brutal if you actually get a chance to read the book box it's actually more brutal than the actual movie
2: really I'll be honest I'm not much of a reader <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and I,
3: I think uh... the uh, funny thing is the uh, Joe Pesci character Tommy Mhm he's actually uh in the book in real life, he was actually like a big six foot tall motherfucker, like a real big dude. Oh, wow. I mean the brutality was real, but the guy the uh top that Joe Pesci's character was based off of was actually more brutal, oh man, ice picks through the eyes just he took pleasure in glee and glee in torturing mm-hmm. people, oh I mean, it was Pes- hardcore
2: I mean Pesci sort of brought that out in the character that he enjoyed all the bullshit that was going on, yeah, I mean all the all the you know i mean that he lived for it, you could tell I mean. Let's not forget this movie isn't exactly just a story. It is pretty true. Uh, yeah. Henry Hill did live. Uh, he passed away not long ago, only a few years ago, if I remember correctly, like three or four years ago, right? Yeah, I want to
3: say like 2012, 2013. Let
2: <laughs> look that up. Yeah, I was going to say we can look that up real quick. But uh, how about this? Before we get into the movie, let's uh, let's introduce the guys from the movie. What do you think? What a way to start, man. Let's, let's do it.
0: Tommy and me, and there was Anthony Stabile, you
1: doing?
0: Frankie Carbone, and then there was Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy, and his guys, Frankie the Wop, Freddie No Nose, and then there was Pete the Killer, who was Sally Balls' brother, and you had Nicky Eyes,
1: What's up, guy?
0: and mikey francesi yeah, and jimmy two times who got that nickname because he said everything twice like i'm
2: gonna go get the papers get the papers and there it is there's the introduction for the movie that's yes. it all uh, and the Henry players Hill.
3: yes he died in 2012 2012 i knew it wasn't long ago and he was on howard stern all the fucking time too yeah. and i do like you know this is talk about weird he was born on June eleventh, nineteen forty-three. Mm-hmm. He dies June twelfth, two thousand twelve. So one day after he turns sixty-nine, he passes away. Damn, I didn't even fucking
2: know that man. God damn, that's weird. But yeah, what a fucking, what a fucking great movie, man. And I'll say it again: Scorsese knows how to make a movie. First of all, I don't know what it is, but I love narrated movies. Yeah. I don't know why he all, almost all his movies are narration. I love the narrated movies. I like hearing hearing what's going on while it's going on, I guess. Yeah. So that makes this movie even better for me. So man, so much to talk about, man. But um yeah. God, I don't even know where to start with this movie. I really don't even know. But I guess the movie starts with Henry Hill as far
0: back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
2: And that's and what he... Yeah,
3: um, yep. yeah, and I like the way it starts, because it kind of, like, obviously it starts in the middle. It sets the tone where you have uh, Tommy, who was uh, Joe Pesci, you mm-hmm. have uh, Henry Hill, who was Ray Liotta, and you have Jimmy the Gent, who was Robert De Niro. They're driving in a car, and all of a sudden you hear this knock. And as we would find out later, they had Billy Bats in the trunk. And they basically pull off to the side of the road and finish the job, and Right off the bat, they kind of draw you in because you don't know who this guy is, you don't know what's going on, but all you know is within the first two to three minutes, Scorsese, they pull you in. Mm-hmm. You want to know like, how they got to that point. Uh,
2: yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he definitely Tarantino's the movie a little bit, but, uh, I mean, this was before Tarantino, so this is really him, but...
3: He inspired fucking Tarantino. I,
2: absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, man, that and just that beginning scene... Just yeah. the first what six minute beginning scene, yeah. you're hooked. If you want to walk out of the movie at that point, you probably shouldn't be
3: watching yeah. movies at all. Yes, and okay. I just want to point out the savagery of fucking uh Pesci with the uh, the butcher knife. <laughs> and uh, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but just the fact that he basically borrowed that knife from his mom makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> What
2: if... Just just such a goddamn great... And you know, the casting for that movie was amazing. Um, you know, you had Ray Liotta. Uh, obviously, De Niro. Obviously, you had, you know, Joe Pesci. But, I mean, there was some some more casting in there. Paul Servino as Pauly uh, was amazing. And here's something I don't know if you knew. He did not like that character. He didn't want to be that character. He actually hated that character. Um
3: and the funny thing is, uh, like in real, I don't know if you ever heard him out of character. Mm-hmm. He's pretty like an articulate, well-spoken guy. Yeah, very. And uh, the guy that he was basically playing was a son of a bitch in real life. Like yeah. he was actually more brutal.
2: Yeah, and he just couldn't connect with the character. And uh, I think they say the scene where he was talking to, uh, right after Ray Liotta gets out of jail, he's talking to him. They go over um, Polly's house. And that scene right there. When he gives t- um, when he gives uh, Henry Hill that smack in the face,
3: oh yeah, like he tell him like let him know if anything's going yeah, down. You yeah, you listen
2: to you. Li- number one, that smack was not supposed to happen. Number two, that's the part where it clicked for him. This is how this character is supposed to be. Gotcha. So that was it. But yeah, that that, that, that First of all, if you looked at if you look at Ray Liotta's face, he's like,
3: what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, man. It, yeah, man. And, and uh, yeah, they don't make movies like this anymore. I man, this is one of those movies where. They say nothing in life is perfect, but to mm-hmm. me, my opinion, this is the perfect movie. This is the blueprint of yeah. how a movie should be made. There is not a fucking thing I would change about this movie. Not the casting, not the script, not the nothing. This was just the perfect movie. Yeah, and, know, uh, for, and you know, for my taste. Oh, you're Little right. Bronco was fucking hot in this movie. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've
2: actually, you know, I, I've, I've said this to my fiance. This isn't just a great mafia slash gangster movie, whatever you want to call it. This is a well-put-together movie. I don't care what kind of movie it is. It's a great movie in itself. It
3: definitely, just is. Definitely.
2: It just is. It doesn't... I mean, you could take the fact that this is a goddamn mafia film, and it's true, out of it. It's still a great movie. It's put together well. As we've said before, we both seem to be dialogue guys. The
3: dialogue in it is
2: amazing.
3: Amazing. just Amazing. Yes. So many quotable lines. And, and inspired, this movie inspired so many things it was an all-shoot of so many things I don't know uh, were you a big fan of The Sopranos yeah I was
2: yeah David, um, Chav-
3: David Chase has basically publicly said that th- uh, was basically this movie inspired uh, The Sopranos it's mm-hmm. an all-shoot of that and ironically enough he used a lot of people that had uh, bit parts like a big pussy I don't know if you noticed in the movie he was actually one of the uh, coat guys yes he did yes, a speaking role but he was in the movie Lorraine Bracco obviously hmm uh michael imperioli spider
2: spider yeah that's who people used to say i looked like him uh scorsese's parents were in this movie actually tommy's mother was played by scorsese's mother and yes. Vinny. vinnie wasn't in there long but that was charles scorsese his father
3: yes frank vincent i uh, also yeah Eddie bats.
2: billy fucking bats frank vincent's a bad motherfucker dude yes <laughs> what was i watching the other day that he's in what was i watch get shorty
3: Oh damn! Yeah, I forgot he was. I was in wa-
2: yesterday. I was watching Get Shorty with uh, with uh, with him and uh, John Travolta. Another fucking great movie. We'll do that one one night too.
3: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
2: Spider Man. Yep, yep, yep. Michael Imperioli, and let's not forget Imperioli. Michael Imperioli wrote and directed a few of those uh, Sopranos episodes.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, so, you know, the, 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 this the, this movie might have been, a, 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 I guess, a stepping stone for a lot of fucking guys.
3: Yes, definitely. And it, like I said, man, Scorsese, one of my favorite directors, man, like, I uh, posted something yesterday about uh, who I would want to drink with or just talk to and shoot the shit with. Mm-hmm. That's a guy I I had, I had to meet one day, you know, because he just, I mean, honestly, he's, he's responsible for so many of my favorite movies, not just Goodfellas, Raging Bull, Casino. Oh. uh mean streets Scorsese is like he's like to me he was guys gift to the movie industry
2: he really did turn out to be i mean he has made some Here let's let, let, let's 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 get into some of the scorsese movies just to uh here i'm pulling this up right now known for let's see the wolf of wall street which i need to
3: see yes you need to see that we got to talk about that's a good i movie have there. it
2: i just i have not watched it uh he did boardwalk empire the tv series
3: oh he did taxi driver thanks to that in the chat
2: very good taxi driver. here I'll go down to the bottom here let's go director movies he's directed let's go down to the bottom here it goes from let's see here something some good movies you you said mean streets yeah uh taxi driver we said raging bull uh the king of comedy which was oh, about, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that Freddie Prinze, right
3: Freddie Prince, I think so. Wasn't
2: that was about Freddie Prince? I'm sure not, 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 not Freddie Prince Jr. Not yeah, yeah, I know you are talking not, about the original, yeah. Not Freddie from from Scooby Doo. No, <laughs> <laughs> the color. I- <laughs> oh shit! He, the color of money was his. Wow,
1: that's that's a
2: great movie. I love that, that movie, The Color of Money, with um Tom Cruise and uh, oh, what's his name? Robert Redford. Uh, of course, Goodfellas, Cape Fear. Holy shit. Cape yes. Fear, Casino Oh, and another movie. We are going to do this movie one day. Gangs of New York.
3: Yeah, oh man, you ain't saying nothing but a word, man. Mm, <laughs> nothing we are but a word.
2: Definitely gonna do that movie one day. I just watched that a few weeks ago. Uh The Departed. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, like I said. He's got movies coming up this uh this year. Two movies. Uh he's got a Sinatra movie coming up and a movie called Silence coming up, so
3: Yep. And uh uh Word around a campfire is he's reuniting with a Pesci and a De Niro, which I'm looking forward to, man. Like This is like the reunion that's too long in the making as far as I'm concerned.
2: Well, it's funny because we were just saying how much he loves using those actors. Yeah. And it was those three that we said, you know, and suddenly, you know, couple almost less than a week later, look what happens. Motherfuckers yes. are coming up with, hey, look, they're doing it again.
3: Yes, and Joe Pesci, I mean, hey. If anybody can get Joe Pesci out of witness protection, it's Martin Scorsese.
2: There you go. See, even Billionaire Ted says Scorsese is one of his favorite, favorite directors. So, yeah, definitely, man. Favorite, along with Tarantino. And, and you know, you really see some obvious similarities there between their movies.
3: Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Another Absolutely. one of my favorites. I mean, you, I mean, if that's not a direct ripoff of the, uh, how, like, Goodfellas kind of ran. Obviously, it was, like, an updated version. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can take elements from Goodfellas and apply it to there and see where uh, it inspired uh, Tarantino.
2: Yeah, if you didn't hear, I was playing uh, Fun Loving Criminals. Yeah. Which has a bunch of clips from uh, Pulp Fiction. uh, I was playing that right at the beginning of the show, so...
3: I do want to get your thoughts on something. that. Shout out to Bobby Anthem in the chat. He had mentioned here. Uh, One thing I said out to him was that uh, they never showed Henry Hill killing anyone in a movie. And I basically... You always you got the sense that he really wasn't about that life. He liked to steal. They pretty much established early on that he was like a thief. He liked to steal from people, but he didn't like. He wasn't really about the murderous life. Yeah, he, like that uh, was about Pesci and uh, De Niro. They kind of did like the heavy heavy lifting, but he was almost like an observer to like the the violent aspects.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually made him worse that he knew more than he did. Yeah. Which actually made him, you know, pretty. That's yeah. not good when you know
3: when you know what you know in that kind of uh, life. Right. I guess we'll just yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, although, remember, <laughs> although I will say uh, he don't get it twisted. He was no punk. Remember when it came to uh, standing up for his woman? <laughs> Pistol whipped the shit out of. <laughs>
2: yeah, hide this. He says, and then she was like, "I don't know what it was, but it turns me on." <laughs>
3: yeah. so- so you, you heard it here first, fellas. Women dig badasses.
2: Yeah, that's it. Women like guns. See, Sheen wants to know why I carry a gun.
3: Ch- chicks dig guns, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been pistol-whipping people, huh, Bob? That's right. you need to know?
2: Keep my pimp hands strong with my pistol-whipping. <laughs> I don't even know uh-huh. what the fuck I just said, but I said something. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, shit, I'm trying to figure out a few, uh, I'm trying to figure out and see if there's any things in this movie that are just, you know, weird. I do know that um, there's a lot of things, a lot of little mistakes in this movie because of the where it was set and all the stuff they could get, but nothing I really want to bring up, like, yeah, you know, like, like the, the phone she was holding, that uh, Lorraine Bracco was holding in one scene, it was from actually... Yeah. The, the logo was from 1984. The scene was supposed to be 1980. Who gives a shit about all those yeah, fucking yeah. things? Yeah, little things, yeah. Little bullshit. You know what? If you're watching a movie and doing that, you got a fucking problem.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, honestly, little things like that I can forgive because, like I said, this movie, in my opinion, is just, just everything about it I love.
2: Yeah, and, and th- this is another one, like you said, so many quotable lines, and, you know, it, it's, it's it's so many. And it's not even just from, you know, the Henry
3: Hill character. Every one of them has quotable lines that are just fucking That's, amazing, man. Yeah, and I, and I was actually talking to a friend about this. Like, to me, De Niro obviously is De Niro. Ray Liotta was the narrator, but to me, Joe Pesci is the spark that makes this movie work. You take him out the movie, it's like a completely different movie.
2: Really, see, I, I, see, I would consider uh, Ray Liotta that in this movie. I really think Ray Liotta played the part incredibly well. I think, I mean, no, I'm not saying someone else probably could have played Tommy because they probably couldn't have. I mean, let's see, the guy's name was Tommy DeVito. The only other guy you could have had was Danny DeVito.
3: Oh no, no! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm. This is no disrespect to Danny DeVito, but I can't picture him whooping somebody's ass. Actually, that would have been hilarious watching him in that part. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, and I, I, I like Danny DeVito, but I couldn't take him serious in a role. <laughs> that would be awesome to see little Danny DeVito yeah. playing joke. But uh, no, I'm not, I'm not feel you uh, on uh, Ray Liotta, but to me, it's just. Pesci to me made it work in terms of like that, just that extra little spark. Yeah. But uh, Arriola was definitely impressive, especially when you consider. I think this is one of his first movies.
2: Um, I don't know about that. Let's let's find out. But I mean, it's been like he, his
3: second or third. Like he was still pretty uh, young into his career. Yeah, he was
2: still pretty new. And I'm 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 a Ray Liotta fan. I mean, I'll even watch fucking Turbulence. Jesus Christ.
3: Unlawful Entry. I don't know if you uh, remember that one.
2: Absolutely. Let's see. Let's drive down here in uh, two thousand. Jesus Christ. How many fucking movies has this guy done? Uh, He was in St. Elsewhere for a while, he was in Casablanca TV series, no, this was his, a couple little things, but this was one of his first big movies, definitely. Yeah, that made you take notice. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, this was definitely one of his first big movies, Goodfellas, and then he started jumping from there.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's one of those guys, once again, he flies under the radar, but he does a lot of good shit. Like I said, Goodfellas, Goodfellas is tops for me, but Unlawful Entry doesn't get enough praise. He was in a movie called Article 99, I think oh my it was. we got
2: another one we have to do, by the way. We have to do The Red Pack one night, one day. Cool, yeah. I forgot he was Frank Sinatra. Oh, how the fuck can we forget? He was Sinatra in that goddamn movie. Excellent fucking movie. Excellent fucking. And he was in Blow. He was uh, Johnny Depp's father in that movie.
3: Yeah. Identity. Love that movie. Oh, yeah, shit, we can, yeah, yeah. Ray Liotta's actually going to come up a lot, I got a feeling.
2: <laughs> I, I do, too, because he's done some great fucking movies. Yeah, the, I, I, Identity with him and, um, who's in that, Amanda Peet, and, uh, you know, that that, that uh, John John Cusack, another uh, another one, we'll, we'll end up doing some of his, but Identity's a great one, and let's not forget, this guy was in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. He did oh, a yeah. lot of the, I mean, that was him, that character was him in Vice City, so... Jesus Christ! This guy has done a lot of fucking movies.
3: Yeah, man. What the fuck was he doing Muppets movies for? Yeah, <laughs> well, he's done two Yo, Muppets and, uh, movies. And, uh, let me see. It's a couple of joints he did. Let me see what else he do. Uh, he was uh remember a movie called No Escape? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Turbulence. That was a good one. Uh, another movie that's underrated. We were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Copland. What's Stallone?
2: I gotta watch that. It's. It, I actually. It was on my. Believe it or not, we mentioned that movie and it came up. Believe it or not, we mentioned the movie The Chase the other night. And guess what was on my TV the next morning? I woke up. Yeah. The movie with <laughs> Charlie Sheen.
3: <laughs> I don't know if you saw this movie. It's like a romantic comedy, but it's it's worth going out of your way to see. it. Has Ray Liotta in it. It's called uh, Heartbreakers. No, I haven't seen it. it. Has Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Love Hewitt, or Gen- Jennifer Love Huge Tit, as I used to call her back in the yeah. day. Now, the only heartbreak I've seen is Heartbreak
2: Ridge with Clint Eastwood and Heartbreak Hotel. That's a little story about
3: Elvis. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Not much yeah, of de- de- <laughs> Definitely check out Heartbreakers. It came out in uh, 2001, but it's worth saying, and that's the movie we could bring up. One of those random, obscure movies we could talk about on the show because it mm-hmm. doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Nice. God damn it.
2: Billionaire Ted is going off in the chat room on some fucking. Yeah. There you go. Most people, he's right. Most kids today do recognize
3: him more for GTA than his actual movies. He's got a real good point about that. Yeah. Do some research, kids. You have the internet, you have a hell of a lot more than, well, when Box was coming up and even when I was coming up in the early, early years. Yeah. Google is your best friend. Wikipedia, well, not so much. Uh, IMDb's good. But yeah, well, yeah,
2: Wikipedia ain't bad. You can get some stuff off a of wiki. And you can definitely get some stuff in here off of Wikipedia, but um yeah. all right, I guess back to the fucking movie yeah. um obviously, you know i, I come on anybody here right now has seen this movie starts off, you know, Henry Hill is kind of explaining what's going on, uh, he takes a few beatings from his dad, but um, I'd say, let's just get right into the heart of the movie. I mean, him and Tommy or you know Joe Pesci are basically best friends, yeah. And they're just out there fucking living the life, man. Stealing, coming home with money. and Yeah. You know, Tommy's out there trying to bang Jewish chicks. I'm trying to bang this broad here.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Come on, Hendry. What the fuck? You and your fucking mouth. Remember how they was in front of the uh, the club that actually had to uh, burn down? Yeah. She she's going off on this tangent about, look, help me out. I'm trying to bang this fucking broad. Help, I'm trying help. to bang this
2: broad here, Hendry. Come on.
3: You <laughs> uh, will help me bring, bang the fucking brother, what? Oh. I will do it for you!
2: <laughs> Please don't yell at me. I know my pesci isn't great, but
3: whatever. Oh, God. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See what I
2: mean, though? You could quote half this fucking movie, dude. You could quote half this fucking movie.
3: Oh, yes. See, but this no, movie. I mean, this is one of the that Can Joe quote. talk about Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta without going over the classic, the iconic, My Clown? My hit amuse you. You know what? We could
2: play that real quick. It's, yes. three, it's three minutes, but
3: fuck it. To Listen. be honest, I
2: got, I got to grab something anyway. I'll be honest. I haven't even uh, I haven't even done the old wake and bake yet this morning. Cool. So uh, I'm gonna play this real quick, and I'm gonna I'm go get my stuff.
1: away in C. caucus. 'cause I'm in the middle of the fucking weed, slaying down. Yeah, I'll turn it up. He comes over, he says, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm resting." Here you resting? <laughs> Got a fucking beach in a park. I said, "I'm resting." I know I'm resting. I'm resting. They pull me in, they start giving me all kinds of questions, you know, this and that. He says, "Oh, uh, so what are you gonna tell us, tough guy?" I said, "My usual, zero, nothing." I tell you the fuck. He says, "No, you're gonna tell me something today, tough guy." I said, "All right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother." <laughs> Bing, pow, boom, bing. You saw the paper, Anthony, my held was up like this. So now I'm coming around, you know, I start to come out of it. Who do I see in front of me? This big brick again. He says, oh, what do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought i tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> I thought he was going to shit. <laughs> pow, bing, the fuck is... Hey, I wish I was big just once. <laughs>
3: As I stall <laughs> for time, but uh, no, <laughs> man, it's it's, it's one know, of my favorite did, movies, and uh I,
0: I can't, can't say enough good about, about talk,
3: Joe Pesci in this movie. Right. Can't say enough just, good about just know, the whole you, direction, just the direction, the, the the cinematography, the music, just everything. just everything about this movie is just so perfect. I mean, what's funny about? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong.
1: Oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say?
2: You're right. Funny how? Alright, this is where it comes up with the best. I just want to take a quick... I'm going to break it up a little bit, that way it won't be so bad.
3: Yeah. No problem.
2: Yeah, like like you were saying, this... this I don't know many people who can't quote this whole goddamn scene. Yes. Almost everything. So let's go ahead and get into the fun part. The funny the part meat, The, the meat and potatoes. The meat the and seat. taters. What?
3: Just...
1: You know, you're, you're funny you mean let so? I me mean, understand this, cause I, because you know, maybe it's me I'm a little fucked up maybe but I'm funny how I mean funny like I'm a clown I amuse you I make you laugh I'm here to fucking amuse you what do you mean funny funny how how am I funny I'm not just you know how you tell a story what no no I don't know you said it how do I know you said I'm funny how the fuck am I funny what the fuck is so funny about me tell me tell me what's funny Get the fuck out of here, it's Tommy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stutter. You motherfucker. I almost had him. <laughs> you stutter
1: and prick you. I wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fall.
2: Under he doesn't even say motherfucker
3: he says motherfucker, fucker Mutter. mudda m-u-d-d-a yo. you motherfucker <laughs> yo and then, and another you know i guess while we were on that scene i think another funny part was the uh i guess the owner coming up to him trying to get the uh tag for the bill because the
2: waiter was too scared oh now remember <laughs> in this scene he's literally standing beside him the whole time by the way i'm not done with the scene yet we're still going oh so.
1: good <laughs> Jesus. Well, what the yeah. fuck is it with you? <laughs> I thought he was getting pissed on me. He's hanging on my fucking neck like a am nah, Like a pending day What do you want? This yeah. guy's worried about it. He didn't want to come over and get the check. You know what I mean? could take care of it. So. Yeah, it's no problem. Tell him to put it on my tab. Of course. That's what I want to talk to you about. You know, if it ain't just this here. it's seven fucking big ones here. Seven fucking G's you owe know, me. Seven thousand dollars, I mean they're peanuts. I don't mean to be out of order, no. I don't <laughs> you don't mean, mean to be out of order? She <laughs> it's good you don't mean to be out of order, <laughs> sonny. You call embarrassing me in front of my friends, don't know, like to call me a fucking deadbeat. You know, you know, sonny, you're a real fucking mutt. You know the money we spend on this fucking... Come on, don't be like that. What do you Tommy? mean, don't be like that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Real quick. Let's just not forget—he just broke a bottle over this guy's head, and the whole place is laughing,
3: not yeah. concerned. <laughs> this, this is oh, God, this is the God. 1970s. Hey, he broke a fucking bottle over his head. Hey. Um, <laughs> and remember, he asked—he asked me to christen his kid. Seven, seven what? big ones. I charge. Here we go. <laughs> That's here. Like this prick. Do you
1: think this is funny, huh? He's having- what the fuck are you looking at? Looking at... You're a fucking... <laughs> hey, you fucking moron. You don't want to bring the check. you fucking fucking... You believe this prick? Oh, uh... You're supposed to be doing this stuff too, <laughs> you know? You're a funny guy. That's it, Henry. That's it, Henry. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, you want to laugh this prick last week? asked me to christen his kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll write for 7,000, my charge. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know just just think about being around in these times Uh, just imagine if you i mean can you even imagine getting to hang out with 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 these guys these real fucking guys yeah oh
3: it's like it's weird because this movie is like it's funny to say it's it's kind of weird to say it's like a weird dichotomy it's brutal and funny at the same time it's kind of like and it's like. You know, once again, back to Scorsese's uh, directing style, he lures you into, like, that false sense of, like, these guys are funny, they're not so bad, and then all of a sudden, bam, he hits you with, like, one of those big scenes that let you know, like, these guys ain't nothing to fuck around with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, they can make
3: you laugh, they can make you hee-hee and ha-ha, but then when shit gets serious, it gets serious, as we'll talk about later on.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're still basically at the beginning of the movie with that scene right there. I mean, that 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 scene right there pretty much does set the tone for what the rest of the movie is going to be. You're going to get some laughs, but you're going to get some seriousness out of the whole thing too. I really think that scene is a a, a tone setter, like I just said. Yeah, um, it, you know, just kind of gets the scene where it is. But man, that scene right there, like I said, I don't know many people that. Yeah. That can't quote half that. At least half of that fucking that scene right there. That's such a great scene.
3: Yeah, and I believe once again, man. You know, not to compare. I don't want to be like the old timer. Well, back in my day, (laughs) but uh, just the believability of everybody involved, man. It just it didn't even feel like I was watching. Whenever I watched that scene and just this whole movie in general, I don't feel like I'm watching a movie. I feel like I'm watching something real life, and it's just like it just happens to be a camera there. I don't know if you get that same vibe. It's it's the kind of
2: movie where you could literally see these people pl- yeah. like playing these characters like in real life back then. Yeah. It did take you out of that this is a movie. It kind of took you into that holy shit these guys really are badasses. I mean, you I mean, you could see you know, Ray Liotta became Henry Hill and and he he you know, it it came out on the screen yeah. that he became that character.
3: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I guess why I guess I'm on a Joe Pesci kick, man. His versatility is just amazing, man. Oh, like the, the, just to think that in the same year that he came out with this, he also did fucking Home Alone where he was like a bumbling idiot. And a year yeah. later, he does like the super, he does Jimmy Hollywood, he does Casino again. So he basically, like his range of ability and emotion is just fucking off the charts.
2: Yeah, very, a very great actor, very great actor. Yeah, and you know this might be a strange comparison to some people, but I've always had this comparison, and you know I, I've said it before, and people look at me funny. I compare Pesci to kind of a Robin Williams. He can do the serious, he can do the funny, both come off believable, both come off you know crisp. It just doesn't look like he's. It never looked like Robin Williams was forcing to be funny or forcing to be. Oh yeah, yeah, I can I see that. Very natural. Natural. Thank you. I don't know where that slipped, but yeah, and very natural. And I think Pesci has that same quality as Robin Williams did. So for some reason, I always kind of compare those two. I I, I kind of feel that they're in the the same running.
3: Like that, they, they make it seem like easy, easier than what it is. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you just said, Joe Pesci can go from Home Alone to playing a fucking, you know, psychotic hitman killer, yeah. and Robin Williams could do the same thing. I mean, you look at one-hour photo, and then, you know, you go back and, yeah. you know, look at some of the funny movies he did, you know, the toy and all those kind of movies and stuff like that, so.
3: Yeah. And and uh, while I'm on it, man, fuck the Academy. Fuck the Academy. Fuck I know Scorsese got it for the Aviator, and all due respect to that flick, he should have got it for fucking Goodfellas. He should have got it for this. I mean, Pesci did win Best Supporting Actor, but this movie deserved the Oscar, not fucking Driving Miss Daisy.
2: Dude, it was Driving Miss Daisy, though. You got to remember, unfortunately, a lot of fucking crazy movies came out that year. Uh, 1990, Pretty Woman came out that year. That was a hit and a half.
3: I mean, I I enjoyed it, but just for me, man. I'm just biased.
2: I know, like you said, Home Alone. Edward Scissorhands came out in 1990. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah. Godfather Part 3 came out in 1990. Oh, no, no,
3: dude. stop cussing, man. <laughs> that that movie sucked.
2: Total Recall with I'm a, came out in 1990. I, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, oh, we're forgetting Die Hard
3: 2. Die Harder.
2: Did, did that come out in, um... God, that has been on my fucking cable forever. Kindergarten Cop, is not a Duma. Misery came out that year. Crybaby came out that year. Tremors, Rocky Five, Lord of the Flies, Predator 2, like you said, Die Hard 2. Back to the Future Part 3. That was a fucking big year for movies, man. Holy shit, Flatliners. Robocop 2, Lionheart with, you know, arachnophobia. That was a tough year, dude. Yeah. I mean, think well, about it. Mean, a lot it. of
3: good movies, man, but to Oh, me, like, Hard like, to you
2: know, Kill so with it. Steven Seagal.
3: What was that one? <laughs> huh? Ready to kill? You said. Hard to kill. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. House
2: party came out in nineteen ninety. Oh first
3: yeah, we gotta review that, man. I, oh, I we'll just do all. But, I'll tell night.
2: you what. One day we'll do all the all the house parties and we'll just throw class act in with it.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you're, if you're gonna do the, the movies, you might as well just do them all.
3: Yeah. True. True.
2: Yeah. Nineteen ninety was a, a, a tough fucking year for movies, man. Really, a lot of fucking movies, and I, I just went through page one. Yeah, I mean, and
3: sadly, folks, we don't have that same problem in 2016. This, I mean, the movies we're uh, rattling off are 26 years old at this point. Damn, I, I wish I'm praying we get another year where the movies are just too good. Man, if we get one or two in the same year, it's like a fucking miracle. Yeah, there were man, men at work came out that year. Look who's talking. Oh the shit, two, the freshman, the freshman with uh,
2: uh uh Marlon Brando and Matthew uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew yeah. Broderick. And Frank Watley, like we were brought up last week. My Blue Heaven.
3: Damn, yeah, there's a lot of good movies. Young Guns
2: 2 came out. Dude, Young Guns oh, 2. Oh.
3: Wow, so on my mind. It's gonna uh, coming up on 30 years, a movie we got to review. Guess mm. what's turning 30 soon? Ferris Bueller's Day
2: Off. Yeah, that's right. Pump Up the Volume. Ford Fairlane came out. That Pump Up the Volume probably is one of my favorite movies. Probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's... Okay, you know what, let's... Argument over. Navy Seals came out that year. Argument over.
3: Oh, shit. Navy Seals came out ninety. God, that Shirley movie was... was in that too, wasn't
2: he? You know, that's another horribly bad movie that I'll watch.
3: What Navy Seals? Yes. <laughs> oh shit! I oh, oh wait, wait. I'm, I'm not mistaken. I think Hot Shots came out that year. The first Hot Shots.
2: I think so. Yeah. Let's. Uh, Billionaire Ted's mentioning Goodwill Hunting came out that year. Missed out fire. Dick Tracy. You know what? Eighty nine ninety was a good fucking cross year for movies man holy shit yeah like I want to go back to
3: 1990 right now 80s and 90s man those are my decades for movies man
2: Frankenhooker came out that year dude (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry Alice Death Warrant I like that movie matter of fact I think that recorded last night (laughs) on my DVR (laughs) nice I'm a look I like I think that's kind of why I might be okay with stupid movies. I'll watch all those martial arts movies. So, it just doesn't bother me. I'll watch all that shit, dude. And I'm a, like I've said before, I'm a huge Bruce Lee Mark. We are going to have to go Bruce Lee in it one, one day.
3: no problem, man. I like all kinds, man. And
2: like Doug said, yes, the first Ninja Turtles movie came out that year, too. Yes. Yes. Yes, it did. So, yeah, it was a tough year for movies. But, yeah, this movie definitely. Should have stood out a little more, but I think this was just one of those years where it was just movie, 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 movie,
3: Yeah, but um, yeah, man. But just to kind of like drop a little knowledge on uh people, this movie is often regarded as uh, one of the greatest films of all time, both in crime genre in general, and just in general. The film actually ranks number six on Empire Magazine's 2008 list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Number six on a list of five hundred movies, dude. Wow. As a matter of fact, here's another quotable here. In two thousand, the film was deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant and selected for preservation for preservation in the National Film Registry by the United States Library of Congress. So this the, the film, whatever footage they have out there, this movie is protected, just for wow. like longevity, because people. Fucking 30, 40, 100 years from now, we'll be able to see this movie and enjoy it and respect it and just like, God damn. Back in the 20th century, they was making some good movies, wasn't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, earlier you were mentioned, someone in the chat room brought up that, you know, they didn't show Henry Hill killing or doing anything. A lot of Henry Hill's uh, escapades were left out of that film because of time of, of runtime. I mean, the movie was already, what, 148, two, like two hours long, so like for that time it was, was very like, literally long. Literally like the
3: fastest two and a half hours you'll ever see in a movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, there was a, um one of the things left out, obviously Henry Hill was known for the Boston College 78-79 point, point shaving scandal. He got in a lot of trouble for that. That was um one of the things obviously left out of the movie. Uh, another thing left out of the movie was uh, he took Estee uh, Cosmetics um, mogul Estee Lauder out for a drink Aww. as his friends robbed her New York pad.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, Box. I mean, literally, like I mean, I know you're not a reader, but if you read uh, Wise Guy, Nicholas Pileggi, mm-hmm. uh you can probably find, find it on Amazon or eBay or even your local library at this point. It, it, it's really a good book, and it really kind of goes in the great detail and like even like Robert De Niro's character in the movie, uh Jimmy Gent, he was actually hardcore. Oh yeah. He was like he honestly, De Niro kinda like played him like a little low key, even though he had like those little moments. Mm-hmm. But in real like the real life Jimmy the Gent, like if you watch like a lot of I like watch I watch a lot of crime dramas and those bo- documentaries. Right. The real Jimmy the Gent was like hardcore.
2: Right. Yeah. And you know, um yeah he definitely was i mean but you could see de niro playing that part and you could see that there was a lot of stuff left out of that character also yeah. um thank god for roger ebert though cuz he put this film over like nobody back in the ni- back back in 1990 and in you know as far up to 2000 he was still praising that film um i'm just going through kind of a thing you know kind of a facts thing by the way that whole funny house scene that we just played was not in the script Oh yeah, yeah. Was not in the script at all. Uh while working in a restaurant, Pesci told Pesci actually just told that story. That's a real story he saw in a restaurant while working there. How's that?
3: Wow, that's that's just wow.
2: That's an actual yeah. yeah. It the it, it was actually that scene wasn't even in the final edit. It actually got put in later. Wow. Yeah, they decided to put that in. Like we said, both of his parents were in the movie. Let's see what else in here. Only five murders actually take place on the screen.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Memorable, and it's like I don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just me, but even like the little side characters that only had like one or two lines are still memorable in this fucking movie to me. This is so Henry Hill.
2: Okay. Here's a fact. According to Henry Hill, the real Henry Hill, crime okay. pays better than Hollywood. Hill was paid roughly $550,000 for Goodfellas, not including including the money he made off the fame, you know, whatever, whatever other stuff he was doing. But according to Henry Hill, that's chump change compared to the wise guy money he was making back in his gangster days, which ranged from 15 to 40,000 a week.
3: And this is like in the 50s and 60s, my
2: God. And this is back in, yeah, this was back in 60s, 70s. That was a lot of fucking money. Uh, He claims he just blew it all, you know, blew it, just being a degenerate, gambled. He said the gambling that that they showed in the movie wasn't half of the gambling problem he had. Yeah. He had a huge gambling problem. Um, Now, it also says, here's one I didn't know. Frank Vincent who we said was Billy Bats and Joe Pesci actually don't like each other on or off screen.
3: Wow, that's weird cuz I thought they grew up together like they I thought they were like in a band. That's how they met. Cuz a little known fact, Joe Pesci was actually like a singer back in the day. So that that's news to me. Like where are you getting this from?
2: I'm looking at this thing, off screen, the two go way back having started. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. They do Oh, it just says they have long history. I'm sorry. I I fucked that up. You're right. I'm wrong. Off-screen, the two go way back having started their entertainment careers as bandmates yeah, and equal halves of a comedy duo in the late 60s but it was their appearances in the low-budget mafia film The Death Collector which got the duo noticed by Robert De Niro and ultimately De Niro introduced him to Scorsese. All right, so yeah, I, I was wrong. They do like each other. Some of the real crimes portrayed were actually toned down in the film. We knew that. We had already said that. Henry Hill was just as surprised as we were that he never got killed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my
3: God. But you know what? He knew how to play the game. But you figure the guys, the guys like Henry Hill, Mm -hmm. like in real life, they they, kind of lay back and kind of observe everything. Those are the ones that like when shit goes down that everybody get. Those are the guys that get taken out first, if you notice. So he really kind of skated death a lot.
2: (laughs) Do you know who they were about to have play Henry Hill and Karen Hill? Do you know who was about to be tapped for this part? Oh, my God. Give me a second here. I'm about to fucking throw up. Tom Cruise and Madonna. Fuck that. This movie would have been a bust. Uh, Tom Cruise and Madonna. No. no, Oh, thank you, Martin Scorsese. Thank you. It says right here, Scorsese... Fought to get Lorraine Bracco and and also Ray Liotta. Thank same, you, same, Scorsese. Same yes. Once
3: again, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because Erwin Winkler, the the producer, was wasn't having it. He wanted Tom Cruise and Scorsese and it says Liotta wanted to play the part so bad he was actually
3: he almost fought Scorsese for a point for a minute. Wow. Yeah.
2: And they did win one one Academy Award, but.
3: Yeah, that it was, was Pesci for supporting that. Yeah, that was
2: Pesci, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Goodfellas won one Academy Award. I'm just looking at a list of 24 facts.
3: Okay, uh, let me see here. And ironically, let me see here. I'm almost done. i going out random facts here. Let me see. It was actually made on a budget of $25 million and it grossed at the box office $46.8 but since then, it's made fucking buku money. Hell, I, I, I have so many different versions of that movie. I have an VHS version. I have fucking about... And I have two anniversary editions. That's how much I love this fucking movie. Because, you know, whenever they come out with anniversary editions, they're always tacking on, like, extras. And I'm, like, a nerd when it comes to, like, wanting to know, like, the behind the scenes and making of documentaries, that type oh, of thing. Th-
2: okay. You, do you know the scene right after they get uh, they go to jail and it shows the scene with Henry and Karen sitting in, a like, a hotel talking to a, uh, a, a Fed guy? Yeah. That Fed... The guy who played the Fed is actually U.S. Attorney Edward McDonald, who actually did. He, he, he's playing himself. Wow. Uh, he was the actual person who did that. He volunteered himself for the part after after uh, Scorsese just started talking to him, ultimately got the part. And that whole line where, you know, Karen goes, I don't even know what they're talking about. He goes, Don't give me that babe in the woods routine all him all improv all from the real conversation he had with the real <laughs> Yeah, Henry. I was
3: about to say that. Yeah, I said. Yeah, he came across as like very like this is the same shit he would have said to Henry Hill in real life.
2: <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That, there's there's some cool stuff in this film, man. And that mm-hmm. last part where uh Tommy's uh, that right at the end where Tommy's uh got the gun held to the camera. Yeah. That was a nod to the uh to a 1903 silent movie. Yeah. Called uh, the Great Train Robbery, with which ends with a similar sc- uh, shot. So I guess Scorsese was just trying to uh, give a little shout out there. So there's some cool facts there, but yeah, that 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 U.S. Guy, that that U.S. attorney played himself. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff there, man. Yeah, I'm looking through the casting here, and it's like, man, like I said, it's like a who's who a guys that actually went on to some things. Uh, another guy we forgot from the. Uh, Sopranos, Tony Cicero. He was a Tony Stax. That was a Paulie Walnuts on a Sopranos, Tony Cicero.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Frenchie's done a bunch of movies. Yeah, Frenchie Star, yeah. Frenchie was in um, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, he, yeah, you know, yeah. He was the guy going after him. Yeah. Yeah, he was the guy stuck <laughs> in the van when Jim Carrey was doing the... Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?
3: Oh! And how can we forget... Samuel L. Jackson is Stacks. Yeah. He fucked up. What a weird part for him. (laughs) All right. You know
2: what? We've been talking about all this stuff and, you know, about the movie, but haven't, I guess, got into the whole movie, I guess. But, yeah, I I guess we are in a way. We're just kind of going through it, but...
3: Yeah, this is like we're we're giving, like, stream of consciousness type thoughts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, man. But, yeah, fucking... you know, I I was thinking about the casting for this movie and I, my God, I right after that, I, I'm still kind of floored by Tom Cruise and Madonna.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm I'm yeah, I'm like, yeah. That's what I want. Sometimes like it's certain movies where you just need people that are gritty, that look like they've been through some shit. Tom Cruise and Madonna don't look like they've been through a goddamn thing. I don't know these people personally, obviously, but Tom Cruise is too pretty for this shit. Like <laughs> He would be fucking like before he shoots somebody. He would be somewhere posing. Like yeah, I don't need that shit. You know, w- w-
2: all right. W- w- here, Tom Cruise today could play that part, and Madonna today could play that part. But they were too young and, yeah. like you said, pretty, and it was yeah. just, you know, I, I, yeah. I know Tom Cruise was huge in the nineties, but you know, yeah. it, it's just God. That would have been horrible. it would have been like,
3: it would have been totally di- different movie. Because think about, it, I mean, he had done a few movies by this point. But you figure, he was most famous for, like, the risky business scene, shaking his ass. And at that point, you can't take a guy like that seriously in that role.
2: No. No, you can't. No, no. I, I This movie would have been a bomb, in my opinion, if uh, if Tom Cruise and Madonna starred in it as, as those two parts.
3: Jesus. Oh, shit. Well, while we were on it, so I guess to get back to the movie a little bit, another memorable character for me, remember Maury? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's get into that. You got a clip of that uh, of uh, him and uh, De Niro's uh, interaction? I can. <laughs> yes, ain't nothing but YouTube, bro. <laughs> Pay me my money. Pay me my money. We can get that. Here, let
2: me slide this over here. here just, yes. Yeah, that that scene is great, and he's sitting there talking about him. You know, Jimmy is being a consummate ballbuster. And, and
3: you can see, <laughs> yeah. Ray Liotta's
2: like, you know, he's fucking listening, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's old school, man. Like, man, yeah. I'll tell you this much: I learned early on because I saw Goodfellas when I was real young. I learned from that scene: you don't fuck with somebody money. <laughs>
2: no, no, not at all. Here, let's see, More, good Maury, Goodfellas Maury. I guarantee. Up <laughs> oh, the wig shop scene. Oh, it's only a minute and fifty-three.
3: Yeah. A minute and 54. Our listeners are patient. Check it out. Don't buy
2: wigs that come off at the wrong time. Maury's wigs don't come off! Even underwater. And remember, Maury's wigs are tested against... Hurricane winds. Don't forget about money. You can afford a Maury wreath. Price to fit every budget. So call me now. It's fucking and awesome. In we'll for a Don't buy wigs that come oh, off at the wrong time. time. Call v- come, come, come visit oil your oil sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, <past> <laughs> Henry, you're a good kid. I've been good to you, you've been good to me. But there's something quite unreasonable going on here. Jim's being an unconscionable ball breaker. Okay, give him eight to five on Cleveland. Look, look. I, I never had to pay the vigorous that he demands. Am I something special? What am I, a schmuck on wheels? Corey,
0: please. You know, Jimmy, you borrowed his money. Pay him.
2: I didn't agree to three points above the vig. What am I fucking George, nuts? What are
0: you going to do? Come on. You're going to fight with Jimmy Conway? He wants his money. Give him his money and let us just get the fuck out of here. Hey, fuck him. Fuck him in the ear. What are you talking about? I fuck him in the oh, other yeah, ear, that son money. of
2: a bitch. Did I ever bust his
0: balls? Did I? Did I? I could have dropped the dime a million come times. Come on, and then I wouldn't come have, come have more, to pay for the cops, you're talking crazy. Stop it now,
1: will ya? You? you got money for that fucking commercial, you guys. Fucking commercial, you don't got my money? You don't got my you're fucking
0: money? Huh? Jimmy, he's <laughs> gonna...
1: <that> <laughs> get get pay the so money, you fucking
2: cop. I'm sorry. You. Was the was wig is falling money. off his sorry, head.
0: Pay, he'll
2: pay, he'll pay, he'll pay, he'll, pay, he'll
3: pay. The wig is literally yeah, falling off.
2: I love this fucking, All right, This is where he calls Karen calls him.
3: Robert De Niro was a fucking G in that scene. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, my fucking money my fucking money oh god okay, what a okay hey, Jimmy. okay today <laughs> and, I, and I like how as Ray Liotta was leaving because he had to go check on Karen because she was gone you hear today today all right well <laughs>
2: shit I might as well finish it then here here <laughs> Jimmy I'm sorry yeah you should be sorry don't
1: oh, fucking do it again no, and give, no, me no, no, wait, wait, give me the give me, give me, money understand give, give me the fucking money you hear me you hear me I gotta come and bust my body give me the fucking money I'll give you I'll give you
2: you got it kid
1: you what? believe me. Karen,
2: hey, be slow down. get the fucking money. Okay, just realize Karen is calling him all frantic. She's just been, you know, assaulted by a man. And in the background, she has to listen to this man be accosted
3: by him. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like two uh, two rapings going on at the same time. Just a, <laughs> all right, just here we variety. go. Yeah, almost here. <laughs> Where? I'm sorry. Stay there.
1: Don't move. i oh, sorry. I really... Oh, right. tearing, Jimmy. Yeah, i money today. No, I'll pay. Today. I'll pay. <laughs>
3: today. I'll oh, pay. Today. I'll Oh, pause it oh, for a second. I'm a real big dialogue guy. Me too. And just that little, just the, That little line. Today. I remember it to the day that I die. Today. Today. It's
2: it's the way he says it, dude. No yes. one... No one can deliver lines like, like fucking De Niro, man. Yes, it's just... Man.
3: just Today, yeah, it's just like I said, man. It's it's like a little thing that most people won't even notice or even care about. But I, I like, I really appreciate those little details.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, small detail. And you know, this is another movie. You know, the more you watch it, the more you find, the more you see, the more you notice. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. Yes. <laughs> and, and I guess uh, while
3: we're on it, man, like the scene of you know we go from this, we go from Maury and uh De Niro to uh, Ray Liotta and this is the next scene that followed that was uh, him going over to check on Karen to see what was going on and uh, man that once again it added another layer to his character
2: yeah it did yeah again it shows we might
3: as well get into that what do you think of this scene
2: oh what a fucking great scene dude he doesn't even say a word to the guy guy he walks up just gets out of his looks at Karen and goes, you know go in the house with that Ray, <laughs> that Ray Liotta grouchy growl in his voice. Yes. Walks Yo. walks up to the guy, and what does the guy say? What, well, you want some fucko?
3: And Obviously, that's bang,
2: bang. Obviously, fucko you know, must be a 1970s word. the funny word. thing
3: is, it was him and his two homies. Uh, don't shoot! Don't shoot! Yeah, <laughs> like, just three of y'all. Like oh. They just kind of stood there and just said, Hey, sorry, man, you're going to have to take that ass whooping.
2: Uh, he just walks right up with the gun in his hand and... Boom, nails the guy once, twice, three times, and just beats the shit out of him. Now, again, I don't know how that actually went, but, um, god damn, brutal, brutal. And, you know, back then, you could get away with that shit, dude.
3: Yes. Nobody was going to say the, think anything. about it, man. He hit the man so hard, he damn near broke the fucking gun on his head. Oh, man.
2: Yep, and then, like I said, he gives it to Karen, and... That's a great scene, too. That little scene, again, the narration of the scene where she's just saying, you know, how much it turned her on. And, you know, yeah. most of my girls, I girlfriends I know would run when their, you know, man gave him a gun. I got to admit, it turned me on. <laughs> you know what? A gr- again, that dialogue right there shows what kind of person she is. There's yeah. certain little certain things in that movie that you could tell he was, I, I guess we could throw a wrestling term with character development.
3: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I think I figured out what type of woman uh, fucking Karen was when she gave him a blowjob before he had to go out to work. Well, yeah, Remember that, that scene? Definitely. It was implied, but, uh, <laughs> he was well, like, oh,
2: all right. They sort of implied she was, he was like her, her pimp. I mean, he's giving her money and she's like, okay, I'll suck your dick. Okay. <laughs> Yes, but I I think that scene right right there showed what kind of you know she, she was down for the life. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah. And as so a Jewish like, girl and, back then. And the then, funny thing is, you know, I guess to backtrack a little bit, remember when they went on that first date? Yeah. And like she like he just seemed like so uninterrupted. because I think he had something to do that day.
2: Yeah, he had to go see Tootie about that thing, you know? that Yeah, thing. yeah that thing, yeah, that thing. He's got that thing at uh, 11. I gotta go at 11, that thing, yeah. you know?
3: And, and then they did another date where he stood her up. And then, like, she came up. She came up on him. What Don't are, you th- stand me up. Oh. That's another scene.
2: That's another one. Oh, now I gotta find that. God damn oh, you. God. What are you doing to me?
3: Now I gotta find Because that's
2: another great uh, Again Fucking dialogue man Uh, All about dialogue In a movie like this Yeah I think Scorsese Is a dialogue guy Obviously Just because of what he can do
3: Yeah man You know I guess now And that's I guess you know Not to go off on another tangent but that's what's missing in movies today. Like, everything's, re- good dialogue has been replaced with, like, explosions and blowing shit up. And I I like that kind of stuff from time to time. But sometimes you just want a movie where you can just get lost in the story and the character, like you know, character development. You know, we're always bitching about we don't get enough of that in wrestling. But, man, I wish we could kind of go back to a simpler time where dialogue was actually important. Well, I mean,
2: we still do get that movies. And I, I get those movies. You know, luckily Scorsese's still making movies. Uh, you know, Tarantino obviously is another guy who likes the dialogue in his movies. Thank mm-hmm. God we we still have a few people out there that do. Um, and Spike you know, Lee, when he's not I, going I, crazy. Going I swear on I was tangents. just about to say, I'll even say Spike Lee has a lot of good dialogue in his movies.
3: Yeah. Kevin Smith, last I, week. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So there, are, thank God there are still a few people out there that do appreciate the dialogue and, you know, aren't. You know, I'm not going to say I don't. Watch Michael Bay films. I do, but sometimes I'll just shut my fucking mind. I don't give a fuck what's blowing up where it is. It's whatever. It's explosions. My kids like it. I I'll watch it. I don't care. But you know, Michael Bay movies aren't known for their their dialogue, obviously.
3: Oh yeah, dialogue definitely.
2: Yeah. So here we go. Here you go. Tommy, take me looking for him.
1: You're nerve-standing, me up. Nobody does that to me. Who the hell do you think you are? Frankie Valley or some oh. kind of big shot? <laughs> <laughs>
0: slow down, slow down, all right? I forgot. I thought it was next week. Yeah, it was
1: Friday. It was this Friday. And you agreed, so you're a liar. <laughs>
0: Come on. We can talk about this, all right? Take it easy. Talk
1: about it? Talk to you after what you just did to me? Forget it. I'm not talking to you no, about anything. Wait a anything. second. I
0: thought you were going to stand me up. You look bored. You didn't say anything. What do you expect? Hmm? I'll think about it. I remember she's screaming on the street and I mean loud, but she looked good.
1: I think about it. i going to make it up. I'm
2: going These great eyes, just like Liz Taylor's. At least that's what I thought.
3: But I And
2: by the end of it, she's smiling and wanting him.
3: Yes. And uh, uh two, two things I actually want to point out, you know, that's burned off from that scene. Remember when he first took her out? And like they did that steady cam shot as he as they're walking through like the walking through the club and all that type of thing. Yeah, what it's the like hell happened? Shortcut, like and like it's like I think that was the moment when she knew like yeah I'm gonna fuck his brains out because like he had the secret entrance and like they had the table at the front like literally he got like that five star treatment. Well, she says it right there. I
2: didn't even you know a a, a what twenty year old kid that had all these connections. She didn't well. even think about it at the time. You know, but but yeah. Listen, they were ha- at that time. That was the famous Copa Cabana that Barry Manilow sings about. Yeah, that's where they were. That was the club. the The, the first time they went out, they were at the Copa Cabana, and um, you know, yeah. he had like you said, he walks in, and that that's another god. That fucking scene right there, man.
3: Yeah. You
2: know, he's yeah. walking in, he's tipping everybody, and she's like, "What about your car? Oh, they park it for me. Yeah, don't
3: worry about it. You. you
2: know, and it's no big deal to him, but to her." You know, and like she, she but she said that.
3: Uh, he asked and she asked him like what do you do? You know, I do I do construction
2: <laughs> I'm in construction. Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> oh, and uh while we're at it, and uh I know you're gonna you're gonna fucking kill me, because uh I'm gonna have you pulling up another scene. Go for it. Remember how after they got married, I guess one night him and Tommy had st- stayed out a little late getting drunk, you know, hanging with the fellas. And he and he comes home, and as soon as she opens, the, and the mother, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And, and the mom just goes off old school. Up. You have a Jewish mother, I'm pretty sure you probably <laughs> are used to that type of temper. <laughs> no, she just goes, not where me. Where were you? A married man does not stay out this time. <laughs> Here you and go. And that time he starts giving him shit. Where were you? What kind of people are they? <laughs>
1: Where were you? Why didn't you call? Where have you been? <laughs> we were worried to death. A, A married man does not stay out like this. No! Normal, <laughs> Don't act like this. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
2: that you laugh.
1: Know, Henry, Shut up, normal. She's Shut right. Up. What's wrong with you, Henry? That what laugh. What is the Tommy. matter with you?
2: He God. had that Henry Hill <laughs> laugh Henry down. Yes. He, <laughs> he had that fucking Henry Hill laugh nailed. Yes. Ray Liotta, man, that was a um, that that laugh was amazing.
3: But um, no, I'm just saying. But once again, I keep going back to like the dialogue and just like the little things. Ray Liotta's reaction to this, he just kind of stood there and just walked away. Said, yeah, his reaction just had, he just had like this, fuck this, and just he walked away. Yeah, he had that. <laughs> I don't
2: need this shit. Let's go, Tommy. Back out, we go.
3: Now, <laughs> now, box. Honestly, in that situation, could you relate? Would that be your reaction? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck
2: yeah, that'd be my reaction. Uh, fuck yeah, I just walk the fuck out, dude. I'm so much better. Otherwise, I'm going to say a lot of stuff I don't want to say. Oh, God. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? I. Uh, uh, God damn, what a great fucking scene. And yeah, and Pesci. She's right, Henry. <laughs> a married
3: man doesn't do this. What the fuck is wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Henry? Come on. <laughs> The fuck kind of people are they? <laughs> I know, Pesci, P- Pesci yes. breaking
2: his balls on the way to the car though is one of the greatest parts of that scene.
3: <laughs> yes. And you know what? It's relatable because let's be honest, if, if you with your friends and, and you and you kind of walk in and you see that type of situation, you are gonna bust his balls after afterwards. Oh, you absolutely,
2: bust his absolutely. Again, you know, we were saying this about Kevin Smith, just kind of conversations like you know, break the way some of the dialogue is is just normal conversations you would actually have. Same thing in this. That's something you would actually fucking do. You'd be like, yeah, Henry, what the fuck is wrong with you, you asshole?
3: Yes, yes. That was fucking great.
2: Yeah. Fucking great, man. Fucking great. So Alright, what other scenes can we go? I mean, we're kind of going through the movie now.
3: Uh well, let me see here. Wow, uh oh, I want to point this out. Then this is not had nothing to do with no particular scene, but just the music. The music in this movie. It's just like everything i don't know—it just fit, and I'm not okay. even necessarily a big comp fan of the music, but for this move for the purposes of this movie, it just fit. Like oh, that, okay. um, the scene with the uh, Billy Bats, that and I will cross the ocean—is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. That song, I fucking love it.
2: Yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, it, and it just
3: fit that scene perfectly.
2: I know, and again, we said at the beginning of the show, what a great made movie. It, it's got, again, nothing to do with being a great Mafia movie. It's a well-made movie. Yeah, and, and I think
3: sometimes, like, that's probably a big part of the reason why uh, it didn't get the uh, Oscar nod, because even though, like, a lot of movies came out that year, in 90, I think it was a certain bias because it had that label of, oh, it's a gang- it's just a gangster movie. Yeah. Uh, a shoot em up type movie, but if you really take the time to sit down and really watch it, it's just a well-acted, well-performed movie, man.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, all right. We're, we're we're here we go. He's got Karen. He's uh gets his uh, you know, cuz uh Friday nights are for the wives, but Saturdays Saturdays are for the girlfriends. Yes. So, he gets Janet Rossi, and uh that goes south. Another great scene is her sitting oh. there <laughs> screaming. And the only thing I can think about when she's screaming into that goddamn call box about Janet Rossi is, God, she's doing this in front of her children. Yes. I guess when you have <laughs> kids, you think differently.
3: Honestly, this was a precursor to uh, Maury uh, fucking uh, box. A precursor. Yeah. Many black women have had this reaction. So uh, <laughs> she inspired a generation with that scene. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. Like, so, know. yeah. <laughs> it's not, folks, It's not that wasn't a black thing. This was an Italian thing. I'm sorry, a Jewish thing.
2: Yep, and then she The Jewish community
3: gets pissed off, too.
2: (laughs) Yep, absolutely, and then she comes home and puts a gun to Henry's head, if you remember that part. What another great scene. You know, but um, another person we haven't even mentioned who's in this movie is uh, Debbie Mazar. That's who plays his other girlfriend.
3: Oh, oh, the one that fucked everything up.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, the one that he's act the one that's actually making the cocaine in the in the the, the apartment for him. Yeah. Uh she's in this movie and she's great. I like her. She's she's yeah. she's a hottie. She's been in a lot of fucking things.
3: Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, a lot of people kind of fly under the radar in terms of like you they weren't that. Yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was in this. She was in um uh oh my god. Shaheen. Are you serious? What movie are we talking about? Seriously. Look at the goddamn title. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean she's in this movie and yeah, she definitely fucks shit up. Yeah, I mean, they so, you know, they they show in the movie that she wasn't keeping the fucking house clean and all that shit. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they were going to get busted, but um let's see. We don't want to skip the main scene though. Yeah, we don't Because one of the main scenes in this movie Is Let's just go ahead and play it
1: So, Tommy No more shines, Billy What? I said no more shines Maybe you didn't hear about it You've been away a long time They didn't go up there and tell you I don't shine shoes anymore Relax, will you? What's, What's getting to you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit That's all I'm only kidding with you Sometimes you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay. Salud. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking (laughs) mutt! You, you 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 fucking piece of shit! Yeah, 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 come on, come on! Come on! Come on! He bought his fucking button that fake old tough guy! You brought him fucking button, you fake tough guy! You motherfucker! Come on! Keep that motherfucker here! Keep him here! Keep him here! Come on! Fat, fat! Come on, you fucking feel strong!
2: What a fucking scene! What a fucking scene! This might be the most memorable scene for a lot of people in the movie. Um, yes. You know, but uh, what a fucking scene. And he does keep them there. And this is actually, I mean, if you think about it, this part in 1970 was where it started going downhill for them.
3: Yeah, this was like a turning point in the movie.
2: Absolutely, yeah. This is definitely the turning point. This is the, the downhill. Right here is where it starts.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the rise and this is the fall. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely, you know they that th- this happens, uh, you know they start getting way out of control with the drugs, um, you know, and then eventually they got to move that body. Yeah, eventually they do. So, but yeah, what a fucking scene. That's pr- again, like I said, it's probably one of the most memorable scenes to most people.
3: Most most quotable. Like they have merchandise now, like good fellows T shirts. Yeah, go and go home and get your fucking, get shine, your fucking box. shine box. Get your fucking shine box. I I'm. I'm convinced that if you meet Frank Vincent, that he's probably heard that line at nauseum. Come on, say it to me. Say it to me, please, please, please. And tell me, know, to get my fucking shine box. And you know, billionaire
2: Ted brings this up in the chat. Frank Vincent did get his revenge in Casino.
3: Yes, <laughs> that bastard. See,
2: Scorsese let him get a, a little bit there. Let him get some 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 comeuppance.
3: <laughs> yeah, but he, but if you think about it, look, he had, like, even though he didn't have a, a big role in the movie, he he was a made guy. He was a made guy. Absolutely. So, so even though, like I said, he wasn't in the movie long, and he really only had, like, the shine box scene, mm-hmm. he really had a big part like his character was instrumental to like the overall story if you really think about it. Well, it's a memorable
2: part. You take, you know, you you can go back and do, and also compare that with, you know, like we've been talking about for a few weeks, Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary Glen Ross. He's in yeah. the movie for 11 minutes I think total, maybe not even. And he steals the fucking movie. It's the most memorable part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is almost the same thing. It, he's not in the movie very long. He might be he, it might only be 11 minutes for him too but memorable steals the scene steals the fucking movie and that's just the way it is man
3: yeah man and it's like and and this is kind of like when you this is where you really learn like if you're not really familiar with mob life in terms of like how things are supposed to run this is where you kind of like really learn the rules of how things work that there's levels to this mob shit you got to get familiar like remember how like henry broke it down like if you got a if you got beef with somebody that's a made guy, you can't just go on your own and go boom boom, you know. It's like levels to it. No, you, you got to get, get the okay. You got to get an okay from the top boss, so you got to work through some channels before you can do it. Well, I mean, <laughs> they call it organized
2: crime for a reason. These guys are organized. There's a pecking order. Yeah. And if you, <laughs> you know, get ahead of it, yeah. there's no second chances really. You get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, man. Throat's fucking dry this morning. So, yeah. I mean, you don't get second chances, bro. Yeah.
3: And like, you don't and get you know, it. I guess we'll get to it a little later, but man. Oh, you know. they—they <laughs> they, 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 Tommy, Oh, they <laughs> They I got know. their uh, receipt on Tommy in this fucking movie.
2: Yeah, and you know, the good thing about this movie is it's a true story, so we can actually talk about it like it's true.
3: Yeah, it's not yet. You know,
2: yeah. I mean, we're not having to sit there going, you know, as his character... You know it's actually a true story so makes it a little easier to talk about but um
3: yes this is no storyline folks this is all shoot
2: this is it this is a shoot
3: this is a shoot shoot, bro oh
2: (laughs) god i felt douchey even saying that um so we go from there
3: oh another memorable scene like after i guess we might as well talk about the uh scene at uh tommy's mother's house (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, That whole
3: scene there is just me classic.
2: Oh yeah, that that whole oh yeah at Tommy's mom's house.
3: Yes, sweetheart yeah. of a woman. But <laughs> what and when, she? When, when are you going to meet a nice girl, Mom? I meet a nice girl almost every night. Then I come home to you. <laughs> Here you go.
2: Here you go. Let's see if it's an advertisement before it. Thank
3: what? you. Why don't you get yourself
1: a nice girl? Get I get your, a nice one almost every night, Ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down.
3: That's what right, I settle you. down almost every night. But then in the morning I'm free. I love you. I want to be with you. <laughs> I just settle down. Oh God! Who the fuck says that shit to their mom? Joe Pesci, that's who. <laughs> oh
2: man! And then he borrows the knife, like you said earlier. And mom, I'm gonna take this. We hit a uh, a deer. A deer. We got to uh, you know. Okay. <laughs> we got to get his uh, what do you call that? The hoof. Hoof. Okay. Yeah. That Henry, whole conversation. Henry, you don't
3: say too much, do you? Huh? Remember that scene, Henry? Henry, you don't say too, you don't talk too much, do you? Yeah,
2: yeah. And they're they're literally sitting there talking about how a painting that his that Scorsese's mother, who who that really is, just showed him, you know, looks just like the guy they just killed.
3: Yeah.
2: Unbelievable. Hey. Well, they hadn't killed him yet. I mean, they go back and he's banging on the uh, the door, yeah. the trunk. So. God damn, man! What a fuck! There's uh, so many scenes that are just amazing yeah. in this movie, which is why it's such a great movie. It was put together so fucking well, man.
3: Yeah, we're, we're kind of scratching the surface. We're doing like a quick, like little overview of the movie. But honestly, folks, if you have not seen this movie after we're done with the show, please seek it out. Oh, seek it I, out and watch it. I you believe we
2: could do. We could do three more hours on this movie, and probably still have three more to go yeah i mean if we really broke this movie down i i i could talk about this movie forever
3: yeah i can man it's just like so many memorable scenes so another many. memorable scene is um the uh the setup for the latanza heist and that, that that's another pivotal scene that people kind of like overlook some kind of a because remember how like the number one rule whenever you do like a big heist like that you keep everything low-key You don't buy shit. You don't buy fucking. You don't go from fucking work. You a garbage man. All of a sudden your wife got a fur coat. You got a fucking Cadillac. You stupid sons of bitches.
2: (laughs) I know. But you know what? Another great scene is when. um, Right when that's happening and they're all sitting there and. uh, uh, Ray Liotta's in the shower and he starts. He's banging on the shower.
3: Fucking Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy.
2: That's another great fucking scene right there, man.
3: And like, and then to this day, the biggest heist on U.S. soil. Ever. It is
2: to this day. I believe it still is one of the biggest heists on U.S. soil. Yeah.
3: It was like what was it like five million, six million dollars?
2: I forget. It was never really confirmed exactly how much was taken. There's like three different numbers that always come up. I believe. Like three different, uh, three different ones that always come up. But God, man. That but, yeah like you said, you know they're coming in with fur coats and you know yeah. a car. The only one that was maybe shouldn't have got the shit for it was the guy with the car It's in my mother's name, blah blah, he just got married at that one probably could have gone through, but uh yeah, but
3: once again, though, Niro's class remember how he took the guys off take it off, take it
2: off, <laughs> yeah, he took the jacket off, he threw him out, and then uh, you know he went a little crazy, he just started killing all connections between him, yeah, and you know that heist, so.
3: Oh, and like I said, death is never funny,
2: but let's I see. thought it was
3: fucking hilarious when he killed the guy and his wife, and he had the fucking car notes <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> like on the like window on the window yeah, let's blood. see
2: estimated uh december eleventh nineteen seventy eight an estimated five point eight seven five million was stolen. that'd be worth twenty one point three million today, um five million in cash, eight hundred seventy five thousand in jewelry. It was the like you said the largest cash robbery committed on American soil at the time, so something might have already beat it by then. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, man.
3: Once again, it's just like if they were a little smarter, man they, they would have got away with it.
2: They would have. They you well, and I mean, and they and pretty much like did. The top
3: of the pack. It was just like the like the minions, like well, the underneath guys that fucked it up. The yeah, I mean, jobbers, jobbers, if you will.
2: Yes, there you go. But, I mean, they kind of did get away with it. I mean, Henry never got pinched for that. He got pinched for drugs. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, none of them did. None of them got pinched for it until Henry got busted and ratted on all of them yeah. and had to be put in witness protection, which, you know, that's why he wasn't. I mean, eventually, we all know he left witness protection, but that's what he was in for. Yeah, you know, well, he he again, he, he yeah, got like, busted for drugs. They, they they had nothing to do with that Latanza heist. And again, all he did was have the idea. That was it. Yeah. Really, you know, Henry Hill.
3: Yeah, but uh, Jimmy, and I, once again, like, I kind of wish they kind of w- would have explored like the Nero's character a little more, because like they implied that he was like a somebody you didn't want to fuck with, but they didn't really show it until they got into that scene where he kind of like cut all traces to like the Latanza heist to him. Uh, yeah. And I, it's like implied. I wish they kind of had to kind of delve into that a little deeper.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, yeah, they should have a little bit, but
3: man, remember Carbone and the fucking meat?
2: <laughs> Carbone and the meat. He was, he was
3: he was frozen so stiff they had to wait like two weeks to do the autopsy.
2: I think you said it took three days to thaw him out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? A, oh my god. Yeah. And then you know that that that's kind of where he started going a little crazy uh henry hill he started getting really him and jimmy got into the drugs after he got out of prison and
3: yeah and that fucking scene where um henry i mean not henry uh jimmy almost killed, you know it was implied that he was going to set up caring for something yeah what a crazy. that one scene. that one kind of like that was like a little tense i was like a little tense when i first saw it that scene had me kind of tense i'm like please get in the car don't go look at them fucking dresses, cause you ain't gonna come out this alive. Yeah.
2: yeah, the first time I saw the movie, I'm like, oh no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So,
3: and uh, and
2: you know, luck- luckily she knew. But you know, that's what made him decide that he's got so- he's got to do something. But uh, another amazing scene is he's driving, he's looking at the helicopter, he's driving, he's oh yeah yeah sweating, yes, yes. he's coked out of his mind, sweating in the car, yes. and almost hits the car.
3: Yes. Then he goes oh, to the hospital,
2: shit. and the guy's like, "Let me check out." He took pity on me, gave me two, gave me some volume, and sent me home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, before before I get to that, because like to me, the last half hour of this movie is like the to me the greatest thirty thirty five minutes or so core on film. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, remember the scene where they finally kill Maury?
2: Yeah. Oh that, yeah. That that,
3: that 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 was you know it may not be memorable to you, but to me that always stuck out. Finally, shut the.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah. They 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 sat there and told you know Henry was all worried about it. They told him don't worry about it, but Maury wouldn't shut his fucking mouth.
3: Yeah,
2: wouldn't shut so he, his. He obviously. was like a,
3: he like, and honestly, he came across as like you know, like a huckster type of guy. But overall, he seemed like a good guy. So, but for some reason, I, I that kind of guy to me when it, like y'all ain't had to kill Maury, man. Why so, y'all have to kill Maury?
2: Okay, so put yourself in a situation. Put yourself in Henry Hill's shoes. The wife comes to your house. You knew Jimmy had been talking about whacking him. All right? She comes to your house freaking out he didn't come home. You know. Think how much that weighs on your mind that you know what happened and you can't say a fucking word.
3: She even said in this, if you remember, she even said, I know you know.
2: I know. Yeah. 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 She did. So, And he did. He fucking knew. And, and it's like, new. I
3: don't I don't know, obviously, like, once again, it's one of those things they really don't delve into in the movie. But you can tell, just from, like, observation, if you pay attention, he kinda, he cared about the guy. Like, they had, like, a little friendship going, and he was honestly trying to save the guy's life.
2: Yeah, let's see here. Weebs just put something down that we hadn't mentioned. To research her role, Lorraine Bracco tried to get close to a mob wife, but was unable to because they exist in a very tight-knit community she decided not to meet the real Karen because she thought it would be better if the creation came from me. Well, meaning her. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that.
3: Well, thanks, Weebs. Nice research there.
2: There you go. Oh, Weebs loves this. Uh, Weebs was a movie guy. So we're going to have more. He just got in, so... By the way, welcome everybody to the chat. Appreciate you all hanging out for the show.
3: Yes, thank you. Thank,
2: thank you, sure. people. And, um... You know, so now, uh, let's see, where do you want to go from here?
3: Oh, shit, let's talk, let's talk we, about we, the, uh... And we the, know we're bouncing around a little bit. last 30 minutes. You yeah. said, like, Ray Liotta was coked out of his mind. <laughs>
2: coked out of his mind, goes to the hospital. Or,
3: or, before we get to that, the jail scene. Oh. Fucking, yeah, we gotta talk about the jail yeah, scene. Yeah,
2: alright, we'll, we'll, we'll do the jail scene first. Okay. do yeah. the, the jail scene, obviously... Oh jail for them, like they said. We weren't out there with the rest of the people. They were not out there. They were in their own little thing. They were getting lobsters brought in. They were getting, you know, fucking salami and real food. They weren't eating fucking slop with the, you know...
3: The low gear. They weren't eating their... You know, you always hear used to hear about like the bread and water and all of that shit. Right. They were fucking red wine.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. If they had bread, it was fucking Italian bread and (laughs) wine and
3: yeah, I mean honestly, you watching that scene, it made you want to fucking go outside, slap a motherfucker, and hope, hope you got put up that well. They was yeah. living better than people at three.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it, if, if if it would go that well for a, you know as he says, a regular schnook. Yeah. <laughs> a regular schnook.
3: Regular schnook. Yep.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna. Uh, I don't think that would happen to me or you. You know.
3: Oh, another uh, little tidbit of knowledge here from Weebs. In prison, Henry sells drugs to support his family on the outside. After his early release in 1978, Henry further establishes himself in the drug trade, ignoring Paulie's warnings and convincing Tommy and Jimmy to join him.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we sort of mentioned that, but you know, we're bouncing around a lot that in yeah. you know usual THT fashion.
3: Yeah, and that was actually another pivotal scene where uh, Paulie and him, Paulie and uh. Henry had the uh, conversation in his backyard where he basically said, I'm not talking about what you're doing on the inside. You did what you had to do. Mm-hmm. man. you know, out, don't fuck around with that.
2: Yeah, He absolutely. said, like, Jimmy's
3: a good guy, but, he, you know, he's wild. <laughs> Remember how he said, Thomas, yep. he's a good kid, but he's wild. It's crazy. Takes too many chances. <laughs> too and much to does. prove.
2: Yep, yep. And, you know, w- w- right before he goes to jail, he's sitting there and, the, you know, doing. they're all having, like, a party. He's doing shots. And what does he say?
0: Now take me to jail.
3: <laughs> yes. Now
2: take me to jail. But yeah, obviously, you know, that that would not be a bad way to be in jail. But like I said, I don't think uh I don't think that would happen with me or you.
3: No, oh, yeah, we'd be in gin pop.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want that. I've said many a times I'm not built for prison. I'm in other words, I'm skinny. Pretty much. So, all right. So, we were going to go from there to, I guess we can start getting into where he gets busted and start wrapping up, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, time is flying with this one, man. This is
2: almost, it. I mean, we've almost done this movie in real time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last half hour, man, is like the greatest thirty minutes. It really like is. I was saying earlier,
2: man. It is, and he is. You know, he's freaking out. He's got helicopters chasing him all day, and you know, a, a, a great. It's such a great scene, though, watching what he what he did in a day. You know, I mean, you know, he, he did more like before, you know, nightfall than most of us do, in a week. You know, I mean, he's dropping off guns. He's 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 going to pick up his brother. He's making dinner. He's doing all this. He's gotta get you know, this the, the, the stupid hillbilly, you know, forgot her hat. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the stupid yeah, hillbilly. And, I, I, and look, man, look, fucking like Henry supposed they, they portrayed him as like a street smart guy. Right. He should've knew something was up with that, like the fuck you need a hat for. Drive that bitch to the fucking airport.
2: <laughs> but you see they were showing they were also showing the fact that, you know, he was too, just too fucking coked up to realize it, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I guess I was clear-headed. I wasn't high at the time, so I, I could think clearly. But I'm looking at the, like, you gonna, You really gonna take that bitch back to her house to get a fucking act?
2: Yeah, and they had him looking so fucking, yes. I mean, his eyes were just puffy red. I mean, he looked drugged out in that scene. I mean, yes. just totally drugged out by the the, the whole scene. But, yeah, that uh, another, you know, I think we've said it a thousand times tonight, amazing scene in that movie, though.
3: Yes, and uh, and once again, remember, now, let me ask you this. Like, remember when the cops raided his house? Mm-hmm. And then, like, like uh, Karen was fucking uh doing drugs, like, you know, fucking hot, uh, you know, flushing it down the toilet? Right. He got pissed off. He said, that was all the money we had! Now, whose side do you take on that situation?
2: They probably would have found it.
3: So you think she made the right call?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I. They probably would have... I mean, come on. Here we go. You want to play
3: that? Sure.
2: Hold on. Let me see. There's an ad before it, so I got it muted for about 12 seconds here, and then we'll play that little scene. It's only a few seconds long. Yeah. I can get a good cough out of the way while I'm doing it.
3: Take your time, bro. This is, a. Uh, this is fun, man. Fuck. Oh,
1: where's the stuff that I left? Karen? I washed it down the toilet. You what? What was I supposed to do? They were all over the house. Karen, that was worth $60,000! I need that money! That's all we got! What was I supposed to do? They Karen! The they were in everything! That's all the money that we had, Karen! I was dependent on that! Why did you do that? I Karen wha- They were going to find oh, it! Fuck, Karen, they would have never found it! They I swear to you, Henry! I swear to Henry, they would have found it! Oh, no! Why did you do that? Why? They found Why it. did you do that, Karen? Oh, my happy. God.
0: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> pretty much right there, he pretty much knows he's dead. Yeah. Uh, he knows he's either dead or has to do one thing or another. This actually leads right up to the scene where... Uh, I believe this leads right into the scene where she goes to see Jimmy right after that. Yeah. That you were talking about a little while ago. Yeah. So, man.
3: And uh, yeah, and damn, I mean, I guess we're skipping all over. The, this is what happens when you kind of jump around. But it's THT style, so it's no problem. Oh, yeah. But uh, I guess to backtrack a little bit, remember, I guess right after this scene, after she sees... Uh, they had him and Jimmy had to sit down at the uh, fucking uh and then that's when he basically sends him he want you know I want you to go and and he basically said at that point I knew that if I went on this trip I wasn't coming back
2: Yeah Jimmy had never sent him to kill anyone before
3: Yeah cuz cause cause Jimmy knew like he's not about that life he's drugs stealing that's his gimmick so to speak that was right. his gimmick that was his deal but the killing thing was always him and Tommy
2: Yeah and don't we're not really jumping around that bad don't worry we're we're, we're still in the mix of the scene you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, that you know, he 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 knew it. He he said it, you know, that was part of the narration is I knew I would never make it, I would never come back from Florida, which brings him right into where he's speaking to uh the gentleman I mentioned before, uh, Edward McDonald, the US attorney. Yeah. And, you know, him and Karen and you know, he 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 really did have no fucking
3: choice, man. Yeah, he didn't, man. he, he had, had no, no literally, like cause he was if he's only outside, he did
2: well it was only a matter of time. I mean he he, he went to Polly to try to apologize. What did Polly say? Now I gotta turn my back on you.
3: Gave him thirty two hundred bucks. <laughs>
2: yeah. Thirty two well, wasn't even enough to pay for the coffin, he said. Was <laughs> that
3: was hilarious. Got and, and it it just shows you how much the cost of living went up. Thirty two hundred bucks wasn't enough for a funeral back in the fucking seventies.
2: Yeah. Eighties. Yeah, that was the eighties when this was all going down, so but oh, I mean yeah you know, well, I guess
3: well we did forget. We got to talk about this. Uh, Tommy's comeuppance. We got to talk about this when Tommy thought he was gonna get made. Oh, we, how could we skip that fucking scene? Yeah, that, yeah that's fucking. Fuck? I mean, man.
2: All right, yeah, we have to go back to that one.
3: Yeah,
2: and have De Niro's to
3: reaction to it, man. Like, I thought he really lost his friend away. <laughs> like when you first see, he kicked the shit out of that telephone booth. He knocked that motherfucker
2: over, and I didn't even know you could do that. Now, I mean, now I'm looking for a phone booth to try to do it, but you know.
3: And then, like and I guess, to backtrack once again, how can we forget uh fucking De Niro's memorable scene where he's fucking kicking the shit out of Billy Bats?
2: <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. It. Like it he was, was
3: really kicking him. Like this motherfucker owed me money. He, <laughs> I'm still waiting great. for it. Like he was kicking him for real.
2: Actually, if you watch that scene, he was doing a very good wrestling kick.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he was
2: he was stomping the left and kicking with the right. It was really good. I actually appreciated that 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 whole thing but um you know since like you said we just we I can't believe we skipped that whole part with Tommy and you know he comes in he's freaking out about stacks which we had talked about earlier and you know Jimmy is just oh there's nothing wrong everything's great and yeah Tommy's going to get made and then Tommy doesn't get made he gets whacked and that i mean that was a crazy scene you know the blood just dripping out of his fucking head
3: and it was a complete mindfuck because out of all of them, Tommy was the only one that could get made because he was a full, full-blooded Italian.
2: Exactly. They really... So I they, mean, so, they... they
3: did, so they knew what they was doing when they killed him because they knew after they killed him, there was no way of them ever being made guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. They knew killing Tommy was basically almost killing off those two. Yeah. It, was, it basically was killing the ties with those two also. But... You know, that that yeah, how the fuck did we skip that whole thing or
3: yeah you know, it, it was just like man, it's like when Tommy, you know, his mom set him up like got him with the nice suit and all that, hooked him up. He walks in, it's like literally like as soon as the door opens, it's like he knows instantly like oh no, and then they just we <laughs> Weave says De, De Niro
2: work the Jap <laughs> style <laughs> on He worked the Jap style on Billy Pat.
3: <laughs> oh we you motherfucker, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh I
2: just saw shit! It too. Oh shit! Let's see. Feeling betrayed by Henry, dealing drugs, Paulie gives him thirty-two hundred, ends his association with him, facing federal charges. Henry decides to enroll in the witness protection program, realizing Jimmy does want to have him killed. Yeah, exactly, and that's pretty much where we are now. But man, yeah, he—I really feel he had no other choice. It was either stay and die, or witness protection at that point and you know let's face it the mafia 70s and 80s was a lot more hardcore than it is now so you know you they didn't have all this forensics and shit like you know you can't do a fucking crime anymore without leaving you know leaving a hair or a drip of sweat or a fucking eyelash or something
3: And, and and also don't forget it was uh you know cameras everywhere nowadays Exactly. You can't get away with a fucking thing.
2: No, no. Back, back
3: then, it was just like, I guess it was simpler times. Absolutely, <laughs> You well, can blow yeah. somebody's brains out and well, not worry about the consequences. they still looking for half
2: Didn't have fucking camera phones and, you know, people, you know, I don't know. Didn't have camera phones. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to get into a rant about camera phones, but
3: whatever. Yeah, man, it's...
2: I'll just say camera phones have turned people into not wanting to help but to record and yell World star. But yeah. anyway...
3: And and uh, once again, I guess to get back to one of your earlier points, how you like you know we like dialogue, you like the narration, how people basically talk you through the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Remember the scene? Uh, they <laughs> Henry goes. They even shot him in the face, so his mother couldn't get him an open casket at the funeral.
2: Yeah, that
3: would that would yeah. That, you really want to fuck with somebody, man? It was just like man.
2: <laughs> yeah, actually, he says they and they even then they made sure to shoot him in the face. I believe is what it what the what the quote is, but yeah, that's. That is a, you know, that's that's yes. fucking gangster right there, bro. Yeah. I don't know what else you can say, but that is fucking gangster.
3: <laughs> he felt like, yeah, he did fall like a true ball. Still, He kind of laid out. He kind of did like a wrestler. He kind of, kind of like was selling like a wrestler, like that dead cell.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. But, I mean, I, I I don't know if we can, you know, say how how great this movie was Anymore.
3: Yeah, we I, really can't. If you, you haven't know. seen it, go see it. If you haven't, if you've already seen it, watch it again.
2: Absolutely, that's about all you can say right there, man. So, I don't know, man. I guess we should uh,
3: the she the steal of Shaheenism. <laughs> wrap this bitch up. <laughs> wrap
2: this bitch up. Goddamn! I wish Shaheen would call in just to do the fucking plugs because I suck at him. <laughs> But uh, here we go. I'm just I'm getting something ready to play for the end scene, and then we'll do it. I do. I'm just playing the like end end.
3: Oh, nice.
2: Where he's in court.
3: Yeah. That's what we'll do. Another another memorable scene. Like he literally had to you know <laughs> snitch. Yeah. They, and they looked kind of like the defeatist. Like it's kind of like you could just tell. Like they it was a mix of like pissed off and being hurt because they brought him up. They knew him since he was a kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: Especially paulie He kind he kinda was looking at him like that disappointed father. He had that like disappointed father look in him like Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. motherfucker. I knew you since you was a kid. I bring you up and this is what you do to me.
0: Yeah, head fucking
3: And De Niro just looked like he wanted to fucking choke the shit out of him for real. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. Cause remember he gave him that big speech, like to the young him, he was like, You kept your mouth shut, you did things right.
2: Yeah, exactly man yeah just keep your mouth shut and done what I told oh. you so and
3: uh, before before we go any, I gotta, I gotta mention I gotta mention one of my favorite lines in the movie oh go uh, you broke your cherry <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh, wait a God, minute that was fucking great
2: <laughs> wait a minute I had that here we go hold on remember I had that you took your first pinch like a man and you learned the two greatest things in life Well look at me Never run on your friends. And always keep your mouth shut. There you go. Damn. And then he does, he walks in and he uh and that's when they hey you broke your cherry. Yes. Oh.
3: So many lines, so many moments in this movie.
2: Exactly. So many and so fucking many. So on that note, um I think we've said how great this movie was by both of us, correct? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think
3: the only pro- appropriate way to end it is, uh, now I gotta live the rest of my life like a schnook. When he goes into that whole spiel about he ordered like I think linguine or something, like uh, I got like paste and um,
2: I I, I expected uh, marinara sauce and I got ketchup and egg noodles.
3: Thank you, thank
2: you. Now I gotta live the rest of my life like a schnook. Yes. All right. So on that note, uh, check us out on BreakingWrestlingNews.com com. Check us out on Facebook, www.facebook.com, slash group slash THT Podcast. On Twitter, THT Podcast. Check us out every Wednesday, nine thirty PM Eastern time. Uh we'll be talking wrestling those nights. Uh check out Anthony and Shaheen Fridays, same time. And uh you can check out all these shows. Check us out every Saturday. We're starting to actually get this bitch going every Saturday, I think, unless I got something to do. Yeah. So check us out every Saturday. We'll do it yeah, anywhere between probably 11 and 1. We'll we'll get a set time in the next week or two. Uh what else? Check uh like I said Shaheen and Anthony every Friday night same time. Always check out all the shows on Mixler, mixler.com/tht podcast. Check us out on iTunes. And I think that's about it. So, on that note, we will play this and we will get out of here. Peace accidentally hit wrong Ooh, you goddamn button. D- Motherfucker, I'm an idiot. Now I gotta go hey, look goddamn remember, advertisement scion- again. <sighs> all right, folks. Sorry about that. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you. Peace. Mr. Hill, this
0: morning, you told the members of this jury It was easy for all of us to disappear. My house was in my mother-in-law's name. My cars were registered to my wife. My social security cards and driver's licenses were phonies. I never voted, I never paid taxes. My birth certificate and my arrest sheet. That's all you'd ever have to know I was alive. Do you see him here in the courtroom today? Yes. Can you please point him out for the members of the jury? Your Honor, please let the record reflect that Mr. Hill has identified the defendant, James Conway. Mr. Hill, do you also know a man by the name of Paul Cicero? Yes. Do you see him here in the courtroom today? Yes. Can you point him out for the members of the jury? Your Honor, let the record reflect that Mr. Hill has identified the defendant, Paul Cicero. Your Honor, I have a document that I'd like to have marked... See, the hardest thing for me was leaving the life. I still love the life. And we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. Our wives, mothers, kids, everybody rode along. I had paper bags filled with jewelry stashed in the kitchen. I had a sugar bowl full of coke next to the bed.
2: People call them rats because a rat will do anything to survive. Isn't that right, Mr. Hill? Objection. Objection.
0: Anything I wanted was a phone call away. Free cars, the keys to a dozen hideout flats all over the city. I'd bet 20, 30 grand over a weekend. And then I'd either blow the winnings in a week or go to the Sharks to pay back the bookies. Didn't matter. Didn't mean anything when I was broke. I would go out and rob some more. We ran everything. We paid off cops, we paid off lawyers, we paid off judges. Everybody had their hands out. Everything was for the taking. And now it's all over. And that's the hardest part. And today everything is different. There's no action. I have to wait around like everyone else. Can't even get decent food. Right after I got here, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup. I'm an average nobody. I get to live the rest of my life like a schnook.